Welcome to the All in the New Podcast Results Show. I'm Mick McGraw. Give out. Kim. Hi, Mick. Alright. Watch out last week. Yeah, it was, yeah. Only a couple of games on, wasn't it? Yeah, so. We decided not to wait for doing it. It took five minutes. Yeah, it didn't have been for as long as I know. Wouldn't be worth listening to. But we've got four reports. We have, which we thank everyone for. Do you want to start with West Kirby's? I will do now. West Kirby. Southland Pub is 8. West Kirby nil. A tough away day for West Kirby. It's a level of opposition that you wouldn't expect to face at Westchester 2 level. The first half finished 3-0 to Southwood Pool despite working hard off the ball to track runs and attempting to force the opposition into less dangerous areas on the pitch. West Kirby fell short of some well-weighed goals around the box. South Liverpool began to dictate the game more in the second half. The movements off the ball, decision-making in possession and ability to create one-on-ones in wide areas were too much for West Kirby to control. One of the match was South Liverpool's captain Kevin Martin, who was first to every second ball and broke the lines on multiple occasions. Well, ways to plot, well, ways to passes. Goal scorers result P- Liverpool, Mason Never 2, Josh Bridge 2, Louis Gorman 2, Owen Hugh, and Bobby Murphy. Some first team, isn't it? Yeah, <coughs> first team game off. Yeah. Do the short straw there, West Kirby, haven't they? Yeah. Well, do you go again? I've right, got one. I'll go first. What can I name? Where's the, the Willie? Yeah. Well. Really good performance today from the lads against the quality Willie side. Battled all throughout from 11 to the 60th minutes when they took the lead. Rode all up at times but offered a real threat down the left. Willie scored two late goals to make the result look more comfortable than it was. Good luck for the season, lads. Man of the match, Ryan. The Willie faced Glenavon in the David Tracy third round. Games were switched to the Woody Astro. Willie dominated the game from first minute and had Glenavon on the back foot. Scores were level at half time due to some awful. Willie finishing and brilliant work rate and defending from Glenavon. Second half was much of the same where we finally got the breakthrough when Willow capital letters drilled into the bottom corner after good touch from BDK capital letters. Glenavon continued to frustrate us with their efforts but second goal finally came with 10 minutes left. Nathan Leyland headed the Joe Kelly cross back across goal into the far corner. No capital letters. No. No. Third goal came with death. Nathan Leyland Again, Did you get capitals for the second no, goal? No, finishing no. from close range after Willow's header capital letters was saved. Glenavon defended superbly throughout the game and worked their socks off credit to the club. Man of the match, Liam Carrington, my son. Again? Capital letters, sorry. <sighs> banging on it, banging the man of the match. He's doing well, lad. Uh, I've come yeah, on. Yeah, he's taking them off. Uh, yeah, he made it on that. If he's getting man of the matches, like BDK, Willow wants. All the time, yeah. Travel. Well, but at the Royal game, Saturday obviously we'll go into it later, but a load of the Willie lads were there, obviously Kagan as well, and they're all discussing, and they, they actually asked the question, does he really do capitals? I was like, yeah. And he said, well, did he really name earlier man of the match? And I was like, yeah. I said, if you want to see it, I can show you it. And Kagan made a massive deal in front of, honestly, the lads would tell you, yeah, do not show my messages to anyone, he said. So couldn't. So you've got to go. But either man send them in. We've got to show him that that privacy, haven't we? Yeah, no. Everyone deserves their own privacy, don't like. One more. But before I go into it, before I read the report, it's from KRCTFC. Tipsy. Yeah. So last week we didn't do the show before because we couldn't get together. We decided just to read the reports out. 
got messages complaining to me, to Bernie, saying they're going to boycott it. First and foremost, the owner of KRC TFC, Roger. Yeah. Sponsors are Taco Swallow, we thank him for that. Brilliant. Does a lot. Local football sponsors Sammy plays, he sponsors another podcast somewhere I've heard. You know, he's he's big in the community and football needs people like him. Yeah, I think he's done um I think he's doing a great job in the community. Yeah. Sponsoring. He's you know, he's got a big say in Sammy as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Well like, from the lads, right. We didn't read their score out and I got told it was the only score you didn't read out. I never I never read read the Queen's ones out, but he only realised that later. Never got a report that week. It's a bit of banter, isn't it? It's a laugh and a joke. You know, if we were bad, we could share the proof we've got to stuff, couldn't we? Yeah, we could do, yeah. Yeah? But for now, we're keeping that to ourselves, aren't we? Yeah, but as I said before, it is all banter. Nothing's personal. We haven't got an agenda or no. anything against you. You actually get more coverage than most. You do, yeah. It's just it's banter. I'm actually disappointed that as soon as we renamed your cash point, you changed your name, like... Yeah, of course, we'd like a few. And that's, do you know what, to Roger? I know Bernie chats to him and that. These were known for being mon- the money. These yeah, were known for being the Man City of the of the second division before you came along. Yeah, so it's, it's obviously mud sticks, doesn't it? Yeah. And then obviously you've come in and... So, yeah, don't take it to heart. It's a tall banter, but... But, so we got threatened with boycotts and all that, yeah. so this is the report I got. We won 6-5 and made hard work of it in terrible conditions. Goals from Benno to Dava. Jamie Payne, Billy New, and the pick of the game from Liam Whelan, man of the match, Jacob. Now, I looked at it for, come on, but obviously as we move on, you'll hear next week's forward. The back at the back of the mix. Yeah, the back in with us. But what I will say, the game's up. Bernie's put up the games he watched. Yeah. Benno scores two goals. He blows a kiss twice. I haven't seen that. It's out there for all to see. It's actually embarrassing. Uh, I'm embarrassed for the lad. Yeah, it's Paul. Now, we say we don't read the reports out from the week before, but I've got to read this report out. Obviously, I don't read them beforehand, but because we weren't doing the show that week, I've read it, and I feel the Sunday League report needs to go out, so here it is. Storm Eunice played havoc last weekend's fixtures, with the local authorities sensibly calling off all council pitches. Some clubs were so eager to play, they saw guidance from the league to play, at unusual times, hiring 3G pitches at huge expense to their respective club. The clubs deserve huge applause for using initiative to get games played. We had five games that took place. One game kicked off at 9.15am. Madness. I know. And three more starts at the normal scheduled time of 11. The final game commencing at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So you need day for the league other than the normal 11am and afternoon cup finals in April an early May or a National Sunday Cup tie. If only the first ever committee could see what they started 58 years ago. On Thursday the 23rd of January 1964, the first ever committee consisted of Chairman Mr Nat Gilfoyle, President Mr Cliff Brazenhall, Secretary Mr Jim Wilson, Treasurer Mr R. Wareham, and Assistant Secretary Mr Tony Smith. That position was soon changed before the season started to registration secretary. Sadly, all have passed away now. There are two trophies within the league in memory of Nat Gilfoyle and Tony Smith. Natty Gilfoyle was a great man for football, always striving to achieve the best for the league. It was partly his league. Tony Smith 
left a legacy with one of his four sons, Peter Speedy Smith, who's now manager of a vets team called Queen's Park Vets. So I love all that. Is that is that all right information from John? <laughs> I just don't see what he needs to say. To be honest, he's making his report bigger for one. I'm only joking now, he's not a great report, just obviously when he mentions the Queens and stuff, I don't get it. No, I'm disappointed then. I'm pretty sure Natty Gilfoyle was part of the Queens and he hasn't let everybody know that. Oh my god, there we go. <laughs> the game of the day was played at the Ellesmere Port Sports Village in the David Keith Tracy Memorial Trophy between Division 2 leaders KRC TFC who have a 100% league record. Why has he said that? Well done, some league record, is that okay? No, that this is the season you can't. Oh, okay. So no, I'm not playing in the cup. Years I'm playing in the cup though. Hey, not about fair to you. Playing in the cup, why is he mentioning the league record? Oh my god, are you stupid? No, I'm, I, I'm happy for him to do it. I'm, just, I'm fighting your audience. No, this season you can't. They secured a place in the quarterfinals of the cup with high scoring 6 5 game over Division 1 mid table side Neston United. KRC TFC took the lead inside 30 seconds via Billy New. Kyle Bennett made it 2-0 in 12 minutes, but Neston struck back and were level at 2-all by the 35th minute. KRCT's Kyle Bennett got a second on the stroke of half-time to take a 3-2 lead. Five minutes into second half, Jamie Pay made it 4-2. Again, Neston hit back twice, bringing the score to 4-all. KRC TFC was certainly going... For a giant killing, with Davabo scoring a superb free kick from 25 yards. Liam Whelan put the game beyond doubt with a wonderful, superb effort. Starting on the halfway line and beating five men before firing low into the net. Nestor were not finished just yet as Mark Notes hit a 40 yard screamer. And he's got in brackets, no match of the day or Sky Super Sunday cameras. But there was actually Bernie was there, it's all out there already, isn't it? Yeah. There's some good goals. Respectable score of 6-5. Nesson's other scorers were Kev Excel with a brace, Chris Bushell and Josh Davidson. Also in the last half of the last eight of Willington FC, secured the Highwood Church High 3G pitch with an unusual 9-15 start. Willington took an early lead against Glenhaven Athletic via a Louis Willingham strike. The game was only sealed in the final minutes through a fine double from Nathan Leyland. AFC Park North and West KB United got together and decided to hire Pensby High School's 3G pitch at a cost that was shared between both clubs. The game started in atrocious weather and midway through the first half, referee Mr Tony Hardwick took both sets of players off the pitch for safety reasons, but after almost 20 minutes the game recommenced. There was plenty of action at both ends and the tie could easily have finished 10 all. AFC Park North ran out winners 6-3. It was fairly evenly matched until the last 15 minutes when Park North upped their game a bit scoring a couple of late goals to secure a place in the semi-final the Jimmy Core Cup on the score sheet for AFC Park North Declan Ray and Leighton Clark both with a pair supported by singles from Billy Rainbow and Jamie Smith West KB United replied, replied via a double from Akil Fairlisovan and an Ethan Cartwright effort it was a valiant effort from West KB whose manager is Rob Austin and he had his three sons all playing today, Luke, Ben and Finley. That's class that was good, that like pitches were brilliant what they put up. Yeah, Bernie got the pitches out there, haven't they? Queen's Park, who've won the League Challenge Cup, now known as the Tony Hulland Memorial Challenge Cup, 
on ten occasions. Anything? No, it's it. It doesn't. It doesn't surprise me. Does it? I don't know why he needs to tell us. It's all about this season's cup, but how many times we've won this the cup before? Let's see if he mentions any other teams. How many they've won? Let's see. Made a safe passage into another semi-final after seeing off Bushel Grange Athletic, who have never won the cup, 3-0. We <laughs> this is out for everyone to see, it's not like the message they reports. This is out if anyone wants to see it. Queen's leader all time, 1-0 by the Max Herbert strike, with further efforts in the second half of Marvy Sample and Leon Detlaff. The league was only 10 years old before he introduced the Challenge Cup. Oakley were the first winners in 1974-75. And Queen's Park lifted the trophy for the first time in 1975-76. Uh, what? What's up with that? It is unlikely that Queen's Park will be in the mix for the Premier Division title. Is that okay to say? Because this is their season. <laughs> but have secured two semi-finals in domestic competitions, the other being the Veronica Conway Premier Cup. Surprising said you've won it this many times. The Veronica Conway. Um, okay, so Leon Detlef scored. Wait, gone with the game and I'll come back to it. Go on, because I know where it's coming. Just a one league game, and that was in Division 2 once again. The 3G pitch at the Solar Campus came to the rescue. Mid table tussle between Prenton FC and Eagle Syrup. Prenton took all three points to strike from Tom Fenley, Lloyd Winkle, and Chris Ferguson. Eagle Syrup replied through James Doolan. Again, the first half was not bad, but the weather changed to the worst just after half-time. Full marks must go to all clubs and referees, and also the consultation of the league officials who managed to get these games on. Special mention goes to Rob Tubb Rob Tub and John McColgan, whose phones must have been on fire. Must have been, yeah. And he finishes with final score, 3G5, Eunice, nil. So go on. So Leon Detlef wasn't on the team sheet, he was. He wasn't. He was. I've got it here in front of me. You've got the blue one, yeah, he was on the white right one. Turn on, he's on the blue one. Oh, the answer pimp right the way through. Do you do, yeah. So why are they pins all the way through? Because our secretary's made an error. So. So you use through? Yeah, through, yeah. How? Because we won't through now. Whenever you, you broke the rules. Yeah, we. Leon was eligible. No, it doesn't matter if you're eligible. You, you, the player wasn't on the team sheet. The other team have until Wednesday after the game to put in a, a protest in about the results. And have they put one in? Bushel's never done it, no. I don't see why I have to put a protest in when it's in black and white. Well, it wasn't in black and white. <laughs> well, it is in black and white. So what's happened? Danny writes his team out for Tommy on a piece of paper. For some reason, he's wrote his 11, three subs underneath and two subs to the right. So Tommy's filled the team sheet out, hasn't seen the two subs to the right. He's ripped the pink and the blue off, but he's still got them, by the way. Tommy's still got all of these, pink and the blue. And then he adds the two names on the bottom when he sees them, but doesn't add them on the pink and blue. Only, can Tom, only Tommy can tell you why. He's made an error. The man's been doing it. This is his 40th season. Star Wars and he's been doing it. He doesn't make many. What I'll say is, Leon, I think the other one was Blackie. Is Tom Black on that? No. He was the other one. So, people have questioned, oh, you could have had 20 subs to pick from. The right, that would be a, that would be an issue, wouldn't it? On the day, the only other two people who were named squad members who weren't on that team sheet was myself 
and Griffo. Griffo didn't have a kiss on an I can't walk. But I understand that argument. It was a genuine, it was a genuine error. No, but what if, what if everyone makes the genuine error? What happens? Where, where does it stop? We've been fine for it. I don't think that's enough. I don't think that's enough. Okay, a couple of weeks ago when I was in goal against Lancelin, I've only found this out right since because of question Tommy. Tommy hasn't told no one this. Lancelin gave Tommy a team sheet with nothing on it. Said the book was wet. Lancelin actually had 18 players changed that day. What? Well, Dave East was in the league. Well, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm... I'm, I'm saying well no. I'll be honest, if I knew before the game I'd have questioned who the subs are, but I didn't know before the game. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying, so you weren't involved in it, so no. you... But I've got a question for you. We've been fined for incorrect team sheet. Are they getting fined for incorrect team sheet? They should be, yeah. Because that was just a blue one they gave us. When they had the white one in, it'll be filled in properly, won't it? Because you could always go away and fill your white one in afterwards when you're given a blank one. You can't do that. You can't fill a white one in afterwards when you give a blue one in because if you look on that, correct me if I'm wrong, it's got a number on the top. I can't see that much. No. Um, it might do, but I've already got, already got that, but as I said, I, you know, two ones don't make a right, mate. No, they don't. That, that's just one incident. I know, but obviously, I just want I just want fairness in the league. So what, what, what would you I'd say play. is a fair thing to be playing the game? Yeah. Why? Because you you you've you've done something that isn't in in, in fitting with the, with the league rules. Okay. You haven't fulfilled you you, you haven't filled. All right. You you, you beat Tammy Rovers yeah. on the other week. Yeah. Number eleven was down on the team sheet as name. What do you mean name? Name. Wasn't my bag. It was name. Well, I haven't seen that. Do you know what I had it? I've got it somewhere. It had your team number eleven name. What should we be played? If it, 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 it should do. Yeah, yeah. We played the game. We played the game. What for? We played the game for, for an error of oh, that's a massive someone, error, isn't it? That's a massive error because he scored, name. Yeah. Yeah, he scored. Do you remember? You can go back in history books and, and do what John Trainer does, right? And tell everyone what happened <laughs> 20 years ago. But this is two weeks ago. You're going you're gonna to make hours and blow me. Bigging my own trumpet up here, but remember the Chester Cup final where it come on for John? Yeah. They'd only put my name down as Gibber on the team sheet that day. We should be stripped of it. That's it. Should be stripped. But you're not replaying the Cup final, eh? I'm just saying that mistakes happen, errors happen, everyone was was eligible, everyone it was there. And do you know what I am happy about? I am happy that Dad didn't follow up and put the complaint in against Tommy. Tommy's already handed his notice and he's stepping down the end of the year now. He's I don't think it's because of that, is it? I think obviously he's been he's there a long time. He has been there a long time, but he's safe and good at his job. As you said, people make mistakes and that's life. He but sometimes mistakes mm, should have consequences. Majorly upset over it. I think I find a big enough consequence myself. If they were ineligible or there was doubt about the, who it was, you know, by the way, they took the videos and the pictures when he come on. Because Dan shouts across the pitch. He's not on the team sheet. I look at the team sheet, he is. On the white one. It's only when I've seen this afterwards. Well, let's move on from that now. I've said my piece. Okay. Well, I've had a lot of text messages about it. That's last week done. So, we move on to this week. 
I've actually got no reporting for Saturday. But before we do that, we need to do foxholes and lads. Yeah. Okay, we. Lads. Lads 1 5 win. 1. Yeah, yeah, 5 1 at home to Alsager. Kiama Patrick and Mike Jones got. Don't know who he is. Two first goals for the club. Certainly. Fair play, well done. Good win for them, bouncing back. Also, Tuesday night, so I'm not sure if this will be out Monday night or Tuesday. Tuesday night, later at home to Ellesmere Port and the Willow Senior Cup. Can't see that being on. This weather now. It's horrendous. It's absolutely horrendous. We'll see. But then we obviously go back to Tuesday night against Macclesfield. <laughs> um, I will, before I start, I've had numerous rumour gates over this, but I've decided not to use them. Okay, that's fine, I don't mind. People are insinuating a lot of things about you. About me? About you. And, but I'm deciding not to use them because they're bringing members of your, of your family into play. I'd put them up there. Yeah. I've got no thing for it, but got beat 6 0. Uh, men against boys. They were, Certainly was. Yeah, they were a different level then. Unbelievable, uh, they were. We didn't help ourselves, by the way, to make it competitive. We were really poor. But did anything pre game rile them into that? Yeah, probably my tweet about, about the club and Savage. Yeah. Um, which I wasn't happy with the conduct of their club, which I put out on Twitter, but I, I, I don't regret that. Do you know what? Later on, I'm going to bring up the, what I got told then, and then we'll dis- discuss that then. Um, yeah, so we got beat 6 now. Fully deserved. Yeah, it was good item. Yeah, they were good. But then obviously, Shakti, we, we've bounced back, beat Bernal's with 2 1. First half, we were really good. I chose not to come and watch you because you were that poor on Tuesday. Um, probably why we won, because you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jabba scored two two goals, played really well first half Jabba. Tried a little new formation and uh, worked. And we had Sai sent off about half an hour to go. Yeah. Last man. Last man. Had to do it. Had to do it. Won us the game in a way. Um but to be fair, apart from the free kick that they had from the from the foul, they didn't threaten us. You know what? The last man went done right. It's good, isn't it? And as you say, it's helped you win the game. Yeah, um, what scored it? 2-1 at the time. The time. You've, held, you've held on. To be fair, yeah, we have held on. We have, we've, we've held on, obviously, for the score, but in the actual game of, of, of the half-an-hour game, we had 10 men. Yeah, but I just want to... That last man, you've seen people do it in the first minute. Yeah. At 0-0. Yeah. Just let them go through and score. You better one nil down with 11. Doom. To be fair, Sai said to me at the end, what do you think? And I was like... It's a good, it's a good red. Yeah, we'll take the red. You know what I mean? Well, you three one down with ten minutes ago. Yeah, someone does it. Yeah, just let them go and score. Might not score, might you? No. When you're two one up, and you know two one up, it's the right time. It's a good decision. But yeah, you've done well. So yeah, go ahead. What's the gate? We'll go at the end. We'll do it at the end. We'll have the proper space, okay. proper time. Okay, we go to Chester League. Wasn't many games on, obviously, because the councils will call the games off. Yeah. The Premier Division, Shaft's recent good form continues, they hit three without reply. Shaft's goals come from Tom Taff, Liam Crawford and new signing, Dean Nunn. Why? Do we only get a report when one's on a certain place? Well, we know why, don't we? You know. That, play, that man who said to me today said he was awful when he played. Without reply, Shaft. Against Upton, youth goals from Tom Turkington, Jordan Cunningham and Jake Garway saw Hellsby Reserves beat Runcorn Sports 3-2, Ben Wright and Billy McGee for Runcorn. The only game in the championship was Christleton, 
Move up to second as they beat Chester Dunamats 14-2-0. Goals from Mike Murray and a penalty from Dan Ward. Then the Vets, West Kirby Vets, move up to third and a 4-0 victory away at Harford Vets. Neil, goals coming from Neil Atkinson, Paul Robertson, Sweeney and Chris Dawson. Not a bad side then, are they? No, they've got a decent team, yeah. A Victor Fagel hat-trick. Oh, don't. Plus a Sam Horner double game, Eastern Vets 5-2 victory over Sandbach. Which now puts Eastern second, three points behind leaders, great float. Oh, I feel, do you know who I feel for? Oh, Locko. His phone must be going mad if Victor scored that trick. Tell them how he's the best. And now in the Will Lounge Cup semi-final, Hooten defeated Westchester League side, Ashford Reserves 2-1. No reports, um, off Anna. Mm. I picked them up and dropped them off. It was quite pissed. You should have seen the hoot. Random. Oh, you couldn't move in there. It was bouncing. Fair play. It was made up. He, he actually messaged me after the lift and he said he won. And I said, what cup? And he said, in our cup. Four final on the run. I think he might have won all three as well. I'm not sure. Hooten's goals coming from Joe Wally and Ben Smith. Meanwhile, high-flying units all beat, beat strong Goldburn Sports 5-3 in the Northern Cup quarter-final as a hat-trick. From Leon Jones, plus goals from Leon Clark and John Maynard, set Unitor into the, sent Unitor into the semi-final. Lewis Clark was man of the match. Fair play. Nice semi. In the CDFA Challenge Cup, session Allen's went crashing out with a 7-2 defeat at Blake and Youth, while a Danny Evans hat-trick and a goal from Luke Charlton helped Upton beat Blake and Youth Reserves 4-1. Ellis Dunning netting for Blake and Youth Reserves in the Battle of the Nomads. In the Battle of the Nomads, Chester Nomads Thayers lost 7-1 to the West Chester League side. Seen that? Must play in that mad In a cup, yeah. against each other or something. The Vets Cup, the CDFA Vets Cup. Two goals from Simon Mitchelson, plus a John, Johnny Stubbs single, so an Alex head progressed to the semi-final for beating D-Rangers 3-2. There's two cups, isn't there? There's like a top cup and a bottom cup. In, the, in another high-scoring game, John Platton Hattick was supplemented with a brace from Tom Cairns and a single from Hamish McConaughey. As Chester Nomad's fifth also regressed to the semi finals, they beat Frodham 6 3. Steve Selby netting a double as Steve Jackson strike for Frodham Vets. Upton JFC Vets and Ashton both received a walkover. And that is us. Well, I've got. That Bernie Holmes' is first report. Bernie Holmes' first report. Well done. So, yeah, that's us. So we'll go to... West Cheshire. West Cheshire. What is we've got? Heswell. I've got a, a massive pause off Heswell, but I'll just read the score off here. So, the semi-final of the Whittle Senior. For the second year following. Saturday oh, Saturday. Yeah, it was Maisie Royal 2, Heswell 3. Royal goals were Keenan Cartwright and Louis Willington. Willingham, sorry. This is Robbie Matthews, Heswell's Matty Court. Two Cup semi-finals at Heswell this weekend as our first team faced Mays Royal in the World Senior Cup. The first half finished goals with both keepers making decent saves and a good midfield battle. Chris Lewis and Graham Moore superb in the engine room for Heswell. Into the second half and the Royal went ahead against the run of play with a header from Willow. Heswell responded well and with the ball bouncing around the box it fell to Connor Hughes who coolly knocked the ball home from just inside the box. A very tidy finish and one he deserved as he worked his plums off all game. Only a few minutes later and after a Heswell shot was blocked, the ball found its way to Danny Dixon 
out towards the corner of the box and he curled the turn into the top corner with a brilliant finish to make it 2-1. We were up and flying. With the world pushing forward, we were able to create some decent chances and Dan Dixon missed a great chance to add to his tally when he fired wide with a first time shot. The world showed their class and got back into the game somewhat fortuitously when a penalty was awarded for handball and Keenan Cartwright did the business to all. With both teams pushing for the winner, Hesel winning the ascendancy and tested Josh Brooks on a few occasions. We, we know full well how good of a keeper the lad is. One from a Nathan Johnson chip was outstanding with, with the game closing out and it looked like penalties. It was Johnny who took it on himself to change that with a great run on the left wing, beating two world players and squaring the ball to Joe Ford to poke home and seal the win for Heswell's superb game. Played in the right spirit and fair play to the Royal, Glenn has built a quality side and they, were, they will surely pick up on us soon. But it was all day and we look forward to the final in May. It was a good game. It was a good game. Totally disagree with the mid saying about the midfield battle. Thought that's where the game could have been won me. Both teams played the diamond, but there was loads of space in the middle. But then it was too, it was crowded and it, it was it was weird. Swing to Joe Seft in the bar and we make it out. However good the Royal are, they're not using the better players to the best of their ability at the moment. The game, Royal were on top, Ezra were on top. But it was a great game, by the way, to watch. It was a good game to watch. It was exciting, entertaining. What you want to do when you go out on a cold Saturday afternoon. But Royal have got to pick themselves up now. Well done to Aswell. Yeah, flying. Getting in the final. 100% record in 2022. They've been beat, yes. Cassie's doing a great job. And Royal have got to pick themselves up to go away in the Cheshire Cup this week. Seen them advertising a coach. If anybody wants to go, yeah, disappointed on the report of the game. Massive now for them. Yeah, huge. Got to bounce back. Bounce back. Win that Cheshire semi and you go back into your league then. Do what you do. It's league's wide open, isn't it, for anyone to win up the, up the three. Yeah. Right? It just says the, the other semi finals meant to be played Tuesday. Yeah, we said that. Afterwards, yeah. It was celebration time for Hazard Reserves, I have a report. Our reserve face Cape Mears Villa reserves in the Whittle Amateur Cup semi-final at Gayton Park. We took took the game to our opponents and got reward on 30 minutes when Sam Westhead tricked his way into a shooting position and slammed the ball into the bottom corner. 1-0. One became two soon after when a corner was headed out and chipped back into the box on a shot. That goal was superbly saved by the keeper but Carl France kept his cool and slotted home from the tight angle. Cape got it back into the game and make it 2-1 with Brilton. But a brilliant ball over the top, Travis O'Brien led to Donald Holland slotting home from 18 yards to kill the game and take our place in the final against Hooton on Easter Monday. The young Travis, he used to play for Almighty That's 17. fair good. play that, so Ezra made both world finals. Yeah. Great stuff. Good. That's good for the club. Hooton, by the way, made both two world finals, the Vets and the yeah. yeah. so well done both clubs. Will Polly claim two finals as a manager? Oh, 100%. On the domestic scene, Division 1 leaders actually increased their lead to the top to five points after Tommy Johnson struck twice and joined on the score sheet by Tom Davis and Josh Mallon at 4 0 time for fifth place, Cape Nair Thriller. Big winner. Eddie Hawthorne netted for Ray Nell Town, but it was Vauxhall Moses who popped to Joe Caswell and Tom Hughes scoring as Moses chalked up their seventh win of the season. Goals from Owen Cassidy and Dave Kelly helped Mossley Hill to a 2 1 win at Marshalls, who answered through Josh Lavander. 
At the other end of the table, a crucial 3-1 win for Ainty Lawley over Prescott Cables, confirmed by goals from Joel Jackson, Bear, Kyle and that man, Liam Van, Van Gelder. Gelder. He's the race course side out of the bottom two at the expense of the visitors. I just, is that the end of the first division there? Yeah. How come they only mention how many wins Fox or Moses have got? Is that okay? Is that acceptable? Well, that obviously I don't know, do I? I'll oh, speak to him. But what I'm telling you is this is what... No, this is, this is about this season. Yeah. It's all this season, that's fine. No, but this Not is like what... Not like 25 years ago. This is what the report, the press reporters do. Bailey will start doing this in his chest. Well, I'll be honest, if Bailey starts doing that, I'm not going to read out. I want to say something for Bernie next week about a team and what they've won and what they've done. Why? Because it shows they're doing, no one's bothered. Shows are doing the research and they're no. really keen to do no. the job, probably. So, so, he's just said that Vauxhall's have that's their seventh game that they've won this win. Yeah. yeah so, but you know what? This is this season. He hasn't gone back he and gone. He didn't say about anybody else. He didn't say about any games. Why hasn't he said? Why hasn't he done this then? Um, Vauxhall Motors have won so many leagues because no one's bothered. No one's bothered the Queens have won 10 cups, so what? <laughs> Madness. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> oh, oh, go on, carry on. Trying to throw me off my shanty. <laughs> it's flying me. It was business as usual with Division 2 leaders, Marine under 23, who breezed to a 7 3 result over Rainford. With John, Joe Williams 3, Darren Brannigan 2, Liam Payton, and Ben Jones on target. Score some goals then. Sam Parker's effort failed to prevent West Cave from going down 6 1 at Cheshire Lions, who sealed the issue thanks to goals from Steve McGuire 2, Connor Porters, Dan Mulville, McKinley, and Mark Baines. What I will say on that, we've started this at half three Monday, haven't we? He does an eighth and centre report, we'll probably get it later. Yeah. Mallory returned to winning ways with a 4 1 win at Mossley Hill. Reserves with Tom Black, Paul Ellison, Jack Legton and Billy Johnson finding the net. That Tom Black scores a lot, doesn't he? He scores a load of goals from Mallory, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Good play to Blackie. A fine hat-trick from Stephen Butler was supplemented by a goal from Keelan Desmore. As Runcorn Sports saved the final decision over Southwood Pub Reserves and Helsby were on the other side, a goal-hungry mood. Tom Wayne Frey, Lee Turnton, Dylan West ahead. Tom Hughes and Reese Dwyer bagging the goals, 7 1 winner with South Sefton Borough. A point, point per game from their remaining 8 fixtures would see Sutton crowned Division 3 champions. <laughs> point a <of> game. <laughs> and on Saturday, the runaway leaders saved notice on third place challenges, but it was here Connor Doyle plundering 4 goals with Mason Flavell and Tom McGill's and Mark 6 0. Nearest rivals, Poon Royal, bolstered their promotion claims after efforts from Keen Harris, Ben Hewitt, to set up a 2 0 result over Mersey Hearts while the points were split after goals from Ellsbury Town, Paul, Ellsbury Paul Town Reserve, Sam Henry, and John Skipsey were nullified by replies from Runcorn Sports, Lewis Nixon, and Daniel Kavanagh. And there was a game that was postponed, Remica versus Poon Vicks, because. Yeah. Um, Young Finley. Finley Eason, but done double break in his leg. Tim Fib. I don't know, it just says double break. So not, not, on, like, not on this, but obviously what I've read on, and I've spoke to a few people who obviously know he shows a lot like. When he's 17. Um, As I say, it's Monday, he's getting operated today. I spoke to Peter earlier. So good luck, Finn, with your uh, recovery, mate. Hope everything goes well. Yeah, sad, isn't it? Good young lad, just getting in third book. Uh, he, the only, there's no good part about breaking your leg, no. but what I mean is he's young, so 
young and if it's a clean, <coughs> you say it's stronger when you come back, don't you? So hopefully he'll get back and play next season. Yeah. Good luck. And that's us for West Cheshire. So we go to Sunday. Widowborough Council played safe again last Sunday with a blanket postponement of all public pitches. But our clubs yet again stood up and were countered by hiring 3G pitches that enabled the Birkenhead Sunday League getting eight domestic games played. Hard working fixture secretary changing fixtures almost daily to accommodate clubs. A superb well done to all concerned. First report, we've got Premier Division Corsair claimed a place in the semi-finals the Tony Ulahan Memorial Challenge Cup after seeing off the challenge of Division 2 High Flyers, Willington FC. The tie was resolved with a penalty shootout 3-2 after it had finished 2-all. I have the Willies match report. Go on. The Willie face Prem Division Corsair looking to make the semi-final of the Tony Ulahan Cup. The Willie started on the front foot and we had a better team first 25 minutes. Two really good chances were missed, which would come back to haunt us. Corsair grew into the game and began to dominate possession. They went one up with a really good passing move and finish. The Willie had a chance to equalise, but the header was smashed against the crossbar and rebounded. Couldn't be finished. 1 0 half time. Second half and Corsair started strongest, but never really created many chances. They went 2 0 up with 25 to go with an awful goal from Willie's point of view. The corner swung in and knocked in on goal on the goal line with nobody marking the scorer. The Willie dug in and totally dominated the last 20 minutes. Willow capital letters with his third goal in as many games gave us a lifeline with a bullet header from a great Matty O'Shea cross, not capitals. 10 minutes left, game on. With 3 minutes left, Matty O'Shea chased a lost, lost cause and was rewarded when a mistake by Corsair standing keeper Jason Bull allowed him to level the scoring. Well done Matty lad. Yeah. Penalty shootout. The Willie the Willie missed the first three penalties. <sighs> Jason Bull with two great saves and one off target. Joe DeBeck kept us in the shootout with a great save and Corsair missed their fourth penalty. Also, the fifth penalty slotted for Corsair, who won the shootout three two. Really poor from really really proud of the lads more than held their own against the good side and on another day we came away with the win. Show great character to come back from two goals down. Good luck to Bailey and the Corsair lads for the rest of the season. Big shout out to our Liam who went the game. <laughs> he must mean a Liverpool game, doesn't he? Yeah, he went the final, he wasn't there. Maybe that's why he didn't win. Maybe. Because my son Liam wasn't my there. My son Liam didn't, didn't play. Lewis Clark and Kieran Cartwright scored for Corsair, but from the Willies' point of view. Decent that. The, Let's be honest, of course, they come up, no one expected anything after the friendly hide and they got. They've established themselves mid-table, strong mid-table team. And to take them to pens. That's a point in the league. I, I, I'm disappointed when what the Willie though, when they've got Jason Bull and goal. Not a bad keeper, Jason, are you? I know what you're saying, but, right, has anyone videoed the penalties? We need to see the video. I think it's Corey, third penalty for the Willie. So that double church Astro doesn't just hit it over the bar, it goes over the fence and onto the grass. <laughs> now that... He's blaming the penalty spot. That's a bad <laughs> penalty, that. But, you know, fair play, we play Corsair next week. 
in the semi. Great float sailed into a 1-0 lead at half-time by the Carl Baker effort in the Veronica Conway Cup quarter-final. Rivica drew level in the second half, but with penalties looming, Carl Murphy hit a last-minute winner for the float to sink River to 2-1. I was there. It was the like scenes. Yeah, it's probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. So, like, ball's gone over the top, what's well, going over the top, and near centre-half, backtracking, and he falls. Oh, does so he? So, Murphy, so Murphy runs past him. Then, to fair, he slotted. Great finish, to be fair. But so then... It wasn't all about Murphy's speed, then? Pace. No, no, just, just clinical, but he then gets it out. The belly. Did he? He pulled his top up over his belly. Ah, oh, well, there, Murphy. Uh, the pictures are on... Um, the float, Bay float camera. Yeah, yeah. Got follow her on me. Yeah, yeah. Fair he, play. He got it. I think he should have been booked for bringing that out. <laughs> Maybe sent off. Yeah. <laughs> there was kids out there. But no. great finish from um, Murphy and big win against. Rivica, yeah, yeah, with with yeah. And so I'm guessing that puts them in the other semi final and they'll play the winner of Rock Ferry Woodshire yeah. to play this week. Yeah. Just a single strike from Stuart Hardman was all it took for KRCTFC to secure a place in there. I've got... Yeah, you've got a report there and I've got one off New Ferry. That's a Tony Smith Memorial Cup, that's it. I'll do this one first. Always a close encounter between two good sides, but we shaded the game with some neat football in tricky conditions. We should and would have gone in on the break ahead, but for New Ferry's keeper pulling off some good saves. Second half, New Ferry had a half chance but failed to take it and we punished Punished that when Billy New beat his man out wide and played a delightful ball across the box for his strike partner Stu Arden to slot home and take up a tie 1-0 in the favourite FC. Man of the match was Dan yeah. about. Yeah, some man of the match is Bowie. Uh, new phase. We had a few chances but nothing came of them. KRCT at the bar but besides that there wasn't much in the first half. Have to mention how Lucky we were to have at least two refs on our pitch today. Seeing as there is a shortage. <laughs> Tom Holland, who was excellent, and Davabo insists on trying to run the game himself. <laughs> well, I like that. We got to our time. Experience from Davabo. Yeah, it is. We got to our time. They'll know that a great half from Nathan Crabtree and the lads. I think the boys thought the second half would be a lot easier with the wind. But to be fair to K- KR. CT had more chances in the first 10 minutes of the second half than the entire first half. They got their goal after the defensive error and it looked like that was only ever going to be the way to split teams. We made a few changes and brought young Louie off and Harrison Hindley and changed our formation. Tom Taft going up top. We huffed and puffed but couldn't carve out a real opening. Tough result to take but against a good organised side with years of experience hopefully our lads will learn. Man of the match, Will Ebrill. Rock Ferry Social moved back into pole position in the Premier Division, easing to a 6-2 win over Queen's Park. Adam Sabu-Smith led the way, bagging a four-goal haul with Johnny Breeze and Connor notching singles. Queen's replies came from Ben Graham and Harvey Sample. It's going down to the wire this season, with five to six clubs still in the mix. Rock Ferry, a slight favourite with a two-point cushion and a game in hand. I was there. Yeah, um, I wasn't. Wasn't a 6-2, really, if I'm going to be honest. I thought the Queen's played well. Um, always in the game until they're sending off. What's 
I've been told to send an off-sand ball on the line, innit? That's right, it's just... It, it, it's but he's only a yard away, isn't he? Doesn't matter. I know, what does it do? Where's his arm? He's, he's caught. Oh, it's out, his arm's out. He's caught the ball. Okay. He hasn't just hit him, he's caught it. But, what I will say is, the free kick before where the ball's come into there, yeah. the free kick. Simon Muir just shouldn't ref anymore. Well... Because he, do you know what? Wade got made me again because he always yeah. goes on Twitter, but he should have been sent off, but Richie Owens should have, Richie Owens should have been sent off. They both should have been sent off, one for persistent foul, and, and like Richie, like, I don't know if he pushed him or man, I don't know what he did to the referee, but he shinbend them. We'd only been booked. Shinbend them for putting his hands on him. I think so, yeah. I was getting reports, and when he come back on, all our lines shocked, because he thought even, he'd been sent. Even referees by me. He was standing there, I was watching the game, he was like, how's he going back home? Yeah. But obviously he was simbing. And what I will say is the Rock Ferry actually played well with 10 men. And even though they got back to two all the Queens. That was when he come back home. Yeah, just as he come back home, he scored. Rock Ferry did well with 10 men, but then as soon as they, they, they went a man down, Rock Ferry just murdered them. I think from a Queen's point of view, we've got to stop that though. When it's discipline, isn't when it? When no, no, it's not the, not the, not the, not the, I mean, when we can see and go behind late in the game. We can see multiple goals. What, what I will say though is, when you go 3-2 down, you just didn't sit in. No, they went and had a go. What, what, what else no, you got to, yeah, yeah. Um, to be fair, when obviously Sab's in that mood, when he was second off, yeah. he just murdered them. Little bastard. But obviously, we've had a, we've had someone text in about a celebration, haven't we? Oh, Beezy's. Beezy's celebration, yeah. Doing the Ronaldo. The Ronaldo. <laughs> I think the, me the message actually went, what is a grown man doing doing a Ronaldo celebration? <laughs> uh, I, mean, like, I thought it was funny really. Was the video up? Do you know what, I don't know. I didn't take any notice to be honest with you. What? If the video was up, any chance of seeing that celebration please? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rock Ferry keep winning don't we? Yeah. It stays to lose, yeah, isn't it? I think they're favourites now, Milo. Oh, they are favourites. It stays to lose right now. But they've been in similar positions before. Yeah, they, they look a bit of a different team now, though. Ah, uh, yeah, More no, like, no. I think from past, forget last season because it was Dexy's first season where it was all new. Yeah. But I think years before where they've had like a top, top team with 11 really good players, they couldn't get over the line, but I think. This team now, it's a bit different because they've got a, we've got a lot of experience, we've got some lads who have run through brick walls. Yeah, they have, yeah. So this, I think this is their best chance to win the league. Yeah, so I'll continue. A mid-table clash in Division 1 saw Nest and United take the spoils with a narrow 3-2 win over Putin, Victoria Sports and Social. Nest and United scorers were Cameron Meadows, Liam Geecock and Kev XL with Tom Pope and Kadir Mohammed on the score sheet for Vicks. JPL Jets jumped into second place in Division 2 with a comfortable 4-2 success at Glenhaven. Dan Everton with the two Glenhaven goals. Kevin Day, Ryan Jones, Callum Lavelle and Carl Hand did the damage. It is a four-way tussle for the three promotion places. Now, AFC Park North increased their lead at the top of Division 3 to 9 points I have a after resounding 6-1 Victory of a promotion chasing AFC team. We had Park North 6 team 1. We started Brighton, had a few chances in the first 
10 minutes of the game then we got battered for the remaining 35 minutes <laughs> of the half 4-0 to Parvanova's half time second half we had two really good chances after the half half but we couldn't find the back, back of the net and then got battered again <laughs> Jack Grimes scored our goal with a volley inside the box 10 to go Parvanova steamrolled us to be fair and the score could have been a lot more good luck for the rest of the season lads fair play fair I like that that's yeah. the best we've got because it's just like Honest? Yeah, we got battered that Scorers for Park North, Tyler Smith with a double, Declan Ray, Bradley Keaton, Oscar Sargent and Leighton Clark. There's goals galore in the lower half of Sean Lunt grabbing five for Parquet Saint-Germain with one each for Kai Evans and Jake Roberts. AFC Rayburn hit back with four goals, one each for Craig McLeod, Johnny Cable, Beden Zambai. And Luke Piggott's penalty, the final score, 7-4. And that's that. Hopefully, we'll continue to Mondays whenever we can. So when you do your reports, do try and get them in early, please. So I'll probably get a few through later on. Tommy Carroll will probably send us his. So going back, my rumour gate was, in fact, I'm going to read it out word for word. Word for word. McGrath tried to get the game called off because it was his daughter's birthday and it was actually his missus on his Twitter going nuts. Nah. Fair <laughs> play. That was the rumour. Anything to say? Yeah, well, it was my daughter's birthday. Um, we, we went out in the day because obviously I had a game in the night, so that, that's obviously um, false. Yeah. Um, my missus has got no access to my social media accounts. Um, to be honest, it's all me. It would have been good for you to like throw the blame on it, then I think. <laughs> Let it take it. Nah, I'd love to get a pelted off my. Did you want the game off? No. No. Okay. No. Well, for what reason would I want? Well, that's why I'm asking. No. No, we just asked for. We just obviously we'd had a storm for three weeks. Yeah, the weather's been bad. So we're sitting in the pool, calling off on the Saturday on our pitch. So we just had a precautionary pitch inspection, and then obviously Magistrate did what he did. So what did he do? They sent the secretary and the media officer to come and take pictures of the pitch when there's pictures pressing going. What's wrong with that? Um, do you know what? I've been in the county now, what, seven years. I've never seen that. There's, it, it's not against the rules. No, it's not against the rules. It's it? not against the rules, but you have a trust and you have a respect for each team. Like the etiquette of the league, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, now, Macclesfield have gone against that now and chose their own path, so. Yeah. It's like when, when you're driving up home lane, you expect to be left through. Driving uphill, don't you? It's the etiquette of driving. That's my comparison. It's fucking mad, though. They broke the, et- the etiquette of, of yeah, the league. So, yeah, so that was my gripe. Rumour two, I've already informed them that yeah. this is false anyway. Yeah, thanks. I don't know. He got a pic- picture of Savage in his car as he drove over and left his CV in the passenger seat. I think me getting the Macclesfield job is back on He wasn't there, was he? No, he wasn't. He was in the dead. No, I suppose. Because yeah, you were ready to give us both battles, weren't you? I was, yeah. Um, obviously, we'd had a set two of the, their own game, me and Savage, but obviously, he wasn't there, was he? And he said his little piece on Twitter, so. Oh, so that's all. So next week will be Monday. Thank you.